Good morning, my name is Dr. Allison Wally and welcome to Woman of Valor. Today we're having a discussion on the cross, the king, and the crown. We hope by the end of this program that you will have a better understanding of who Jesus Christ is. Today, joining me at my table is Ms. Kimberly, Mrs. Kimberly Small and Ms. Melanie Baldwin and Mrs. Shanita Jeffrey. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. And today I'm reading from the King James Version. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. I don't know the experiences of all the women here, but the, the cross to me, the cross was family. I was raised in the church. Uh, by the age of eight, I already accepted him as Lord and Savior. I've come from a very strong Christian background. By the age of eight, I was already baptized. At the age of three, I knew all of the strong Christian songs. And so the cross, the message of Jesus Christ was family to me. But what changed my life is that when I had a better understanding of it, when I began to live for it, not just because my family were Christians, but I began to embody it as part of um, how I should live my life. And it became a focal point of how every day of my life would be planned and the commitment that until the day that I die, until I take my last breath, that I would be a defender of the gospel of Jesus Christ and defender of the cross. My experience um, was a little different. How so? My father was murdered. Um, when I was about six months old. I never got to know him personally, um, never had a dad in the home. And <clears throat> I always kind of wondered what my life would have been like if there had been a father in the home. And I think um, there was some insecurities that I probably had as a young girl and even as a woman. And when I became a Christian and met God as father. Um, that's when the cross really became real to me, um, to know that life was different. My thinking changed, my habits changed, um, and I was excited about someone that cared about me. I have this funny story to tell. Um, I remember uh, the night that I actually accepted Christ. Um, I was in a little Bible study, little Baptist church, and they were teaching, and it was like I had never heard the scripture before. And I went home, I got on my knees, and I prayed. I was like, Lord, come into my heart, forgive me of my sins and I want to be saved. And from that moment on, the cross became real for me, knowing um, what he gave up for me. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, I know there are many that are watching that may not even understand why we would even dedicate such time to talk about it, but I think it's very important for all of our viewers to understand that um, there is a connection for each and every one of us on the cross. Kim, you know, uh, Melanie talks about that to him, to her, that he, he is father. How do, you, how do you see, do you see that, that through the cross, God is the father? Absolutely. I, I 
He is my everything because like you, I grew up in the church. So I I can remember being in the church choir at like the age of four. So I was brought up in the church. However, I began to live in my early adulthood. I got married early and it was at a devastating point in my life where divorce came up because of some um, choices that both my husband and I made in our um, first, in my first marriage, that I became so devastated to become a single mother. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving down the street and saying that I did not have a reason to live. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, you have a daughter. And I said, God, if you get me through this, I promise I will serve you for the rest of my days. And I remember it was raining and I wanted to just crash my car into the side of the freeway, but I, I, it was a flash of light and I saw the cross come before my eyes. And he said, I have come for this very reason, to redeem you from this spiral, this pit that you feel that you're in, that you cannot come out of. And I've redeemed you from that through my son, Jesus Christ. And so that is how I saw the cross. And I've never turned back ever since I've been living a life for him because he, he I, I asked him for something. He promised me that he would do wow. it and he has done exactly yeah. what he said. And so you see the cross as savior and you see the cross as a way to having a father. Mm-hmm. Shanita, what about you? I, I know a little bit about your story. To you, the cross is that you became a different person. Why don't you yes. tell us about that? I did become a different person. Um, again, just like all of you, um, besides, you know, Mel, I also went to church you know, at a young age, but I didn't understand this, the cross. I went to church because mom went to church, grandma went to church and my grandfather, you know, and so on. Um, however, the cross did not become real to me until I actually married a pastor. And when I married a pastor, I understood the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us because he was selfless. You know, so in that I have learned how to be selfless when it comes to his people. I think no one is unreachable. No past, no mistakes that we could have ever made. No one, absolutely no one is unreachable. I think he he meets each of us where we are. And I think that is probably one of the most powerful things I've heard in this conversation because um, once you accept the fact that someone died for you so yes. that you could live and have eternal life, it becomes personal. And what happens to us when we accept that It's very individual. Your story is not her story. Her story is not her story. My story is not anybody's story. But the power of the cross, the power of the cross is that it makes an individual, powerful testimony for everyone that believe that it actually happened and that the cross actually exists. And one of the things that I like that Kimberly uh, said earlier when we were talking Um, it's not just about eternal life and living with him. He wants us to live a good life here. He wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to be um, made whole. Um, As a Christian counselor, I see so many people that are hurting, that um, have gone through a divorce, that have gone through some type of abuse. And I would say to someone that's looking at us right now, he is the answer. Whatever 
the problem is, you know, if you were sexually abused, if you were abandoned, if you grew up without a mom yes. or a dad, um, take it to him and just say, just, just try. And we talked about that earlier. I think <laughs> someone mentioned in our conversation that someone told her to try it for 30 days, you know, try God for 30 days, um, just to see if he will reveal himself to you. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this first segment on our discussion on the message of the cross. The message of the cross is the only message that I know and most of the people on this table know. It is a message that saves. We hope that you will take the 30-day challenge as Melanie suggested and try Jesus Christ for yourself. It may seem foolish to you, but trust me, the message of the cross is powerful, it's miraculous, and once you believe it and receive it for yourself, you will see a change in your life. My name is Pastor Nadine Smith, and um, my husband and I, we moved here recently from Florida to start a ministry. What my vision is and what my purpose is, is, is to elevate people and to encourage them to go for it. I believe God connected me to Dr. Allison and Women of Valor because we have like passion. She has a passion for um, to see people birth their destiny, see people amplify their voice. Hi, my name is Pastor Nadine Smith, and I want to encourage you, connect with Women of Valor. Well, welcome back to our discussion on the cross, the king, and the crown. I'm Dr. Allison Wiley. I'm the founder of Women of Valor. And with me for this next segment, I have three powerful women of God joining me at our table. To my left is Nadine Smith, and to my right is Sharon Chapman, and of course, we have Michelle Renee Hardin. If you're just joining us, you missed the first segment where we were talking about the miracle working power of the cross. But now it's time to point you to the person that died on the cross, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15, and I'm reading from the King James Version. Which in his times he shall shew, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm gonna throw this question out to Nadine first. What does it mean? The author is Timothy. What do you think this apostle was saying? Well, um, first of all, I, I love Timothy. And just from what he's saying, you could tell that he is actually Paul's student, you know, because when Paul spoke, Paul was sure to pull away from himself and to always point to Jesus. And so Timothy is doing that by saying, hey, listen, you know, this, we're, we're talking about the King of Kings and you read the, the New King James Version. I wanna read the, the, the English Standard Version Go that ahead. says, um, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion, amen. So Timothy was actually taking the, the spotlight off of us. And it, anything that we've, we can do in this world, whether we are apostle or whether we are <laughs> prophet or evangelist or whatever the, 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 the thing that God has laid on us, he's saying, listen, 
Um, in, in spite of all of that, let me take the, the spotlight off of you and point you to the king. He is, he is the only God who is, he's unapproachable. He is light. No one can ever compare to him. And I believe that's what Timothy was doing with the scriptures to say, listen, let's really focus on the king. Let us really um, see him for who he truly yes. is, not just a man but the amazing God, the amazing King, the triumphant King. So how can, how can a God be a King? There's a reason why they call him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. What is that pointing to? This is what I want our, our viewers to understand. We've already identified him as Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross, and we know that he is part of the Godhead, but how, why should we call him King? I think we should call him king because he paid a price that we could not pay. Mm. The ultimate price of our salvation and what he did going to the cross to die for our sins and then being able to endure. And I think as Nadine talked about, Paul really wanted Timothy to understand, don't lose the value of who he is. Don't diminish you know, who Christ is and his character and his majesty. And I think a lot of times when we're going through our day to day and we're branding our own self and we're elevating our own ideas, sometimes it can get lost in who we think we are yes. and comparing ourselves to what ooh, he did. Ooh, ooh. So with kings, let's talk about, king. what does yes. a king do? He rules. Yes. And? He rules and reigns. He, re he, he rules reigns. and reigns. So we're, also, we're speaking about authority. Mm -hmm. yes. We're speaking dominion, about dominion. Yes. We're speaking about government. Yes. Not just the sacrifice of the cross, mm. but because of the cross, the mm. Bible says that he ascended into the heavens mm. and yes. was named the name above all names. My, my. And oh, yes. so when we, t and Michelle, I'm going to throw this mm. back to you and then mm -hmm. I'm going to let Sharon speak. Yes. You're big about the kingdom message. Wherever Absolutely. you go in the marketplace and, mm -hmm. and whatever you're doing in your life, you, you focus on the kingdom of God. Absolutely. There's a king's view. Mm. You know, it's his yes. thought, it's his concept about mm. who you are. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 1 mm. and 5 says, before we were even formed in our yes. mother's womb, there was a God idea about us. Mm. And so when we're looking to carry out our purpose or who um, God is, we should always represent who he is in the mm. earth. Yes. Not so much elevating ourselves and our own ideas, mm. yes. but making sure that in everything that we do, that we're representing the king. Yes. And we're, we're actually ambassadors mm -hmm. That's right. of That's this it. kingdom. Yes. So how, awesome. how Sharon, would you say, it says, which in his times he hmm. shall show, yes. he shall show himself. Mm -hmm. wow. How does he reveal himself as King of wow. Kings and Lord mm -hmm. of Lords? In, in the Old Testament, Moses made a declaration. Mm -hmm. Who do they say I am? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he says, I am mm -hmm. that I am. Yeah. And so we find all the great I ams in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And whatever we need him to be, he says, I am that, mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. If you need bread, I am that, mm -hmm. I am. If you need living water, I am that, I am. I am. If you need resurrection and life, I am that, yeah. I am. I am the way, mm -hmm. I am the truth. Mm -hmm. And he begins to even in the Old Testament, one of my favorite scriptures, make us know him. He says, lift up your head, your head <laughs> mm -hmm. O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of Glory mm -hmm. shall come in. Yeah. Who is this King of Glory? Yeah. The Lord. 
The yeah. Lord God Almighty. <laughs> Go ahead and finish it. Mighty. The Lord mighty in, in battle. battle. Yeah. He goes to war on our behalf. Yeah. And in spite of however many kings there may be in the earth, he is the king mm -hmm. of all kings, mm. the Lord of all lords. Mm. He reigns supreme over yes, all. Yes. When we, when One of the things that sorry, I want to say is mm -hmm. that, you know, Dr. Allison, I love that question when you say, how do you, how is the king revealed? Yes. And I want to say, look <laughs> at this table. My, my. This is a revelation of the Glory. king. Each and every one of yes. us. We have, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the different administration, but the one spirit. Mm -hmm. And so all of us, That's four man. of us sitting here talking, yes. you know, we have different administration of the spirit, different yes. anointing, different graces on us. Yes. But all of these graces is a revelation of the king exactly. you are a revelation of the king you yes. at home yes. you know um we the, the body of christ yes. is when we're walking out of our purpose and our yes. destiny when we're fulfilling divine mandate mm -hmm. we are a revelation My. of the king in the earth That's today good. present day i think a greater <laughs> revelation of that is when you says in time, he says in time, mm -hmm. his own time, which Ooh. means that he is Mama. sovereign. Yeah. He does what he wants to, how he wants to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we think it's the per perfect scenario yes. of prosperity that means that he's God. Mm -hmm. It really is not. Whatever state I, I'm in, mm -hmm. there I will be content yes. because he's God. Yes. So he's going to show himself mm. strong and mighty, king of kings, yes. lord of lords, when he wants to. Yes. And he does that personally in each one of our lives. For yes. those of us that believe in him at this table and, and, and to the other groups that are coming after us, we, we understand that he is king of kings and lord of lords. But the revelation that I've got on that is that because he's king mm -hmm. and we're talking about rulership and mm -hmm. we're talking about him reigning mm -hmm. yeah. I am a subject mm -hmm. I have decided yes. to commit myself yes. and submit myself under his rulership and authority yes. which channels the way that I live my life my. because I answered to a king yes. who is king of all kings right. I answered to a lord who is above every other Lord. Yes. And so every decision in my life yes. is subject under the will and the laws and the statutes and the commandments of what the King expects for me. Yes. We're going to have to wrap up this section in the last minute. Just share with us how, Quickly, I what are you say doing that for Christ? One of Jesus, the words the that um, is so important to me with my relationship with Christ is trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I trust him with, everything, my, 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 my whole life, I trust him. And, and he has proven himself to be faithful. And when I just um, started down this journey, you know, he gave me a scripture, Psalms 119, that's verse 33 that says, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding and I shall keep your laws. And that scripture has kept me, it has made me accountable. I love him too much. To, to, to sell him out, to give up that which he has placed inside of me for just a moment of pleasure, you know? And so that keeps me accountable that I could travel anywhere in the world and still maintain integrity because I trust God and he has proven now that he trusts me. And so I wouldn't want to, um, to disappoint the king. Nadine, that was very, very powerful. Thank you ladies so much for being on the Women of Valid 
panel today, we talked about the king. Now your next step is to definitely get accountability. Your accountability is gonna be found in the word of God. Get you a scripture, get you a devotional, something that you can track and trace on a daily basis that's gonna help you stay accountable. Get you a mentor, get someone that's spiritually accountable that can help you and guide you to your next step because you don't wanna miss this coming into the next year, 2020, without knowing who the king is. Reverend Sharnell Jones, uh, licensed and ordained in the ministry. My calling to the gospel of Jesus Christ is, um, it's very simple, yet it's very challenging. Um, I heard the Lord say to share the truth of my word. But women of valor have taught me that we pray from where we're seated, and that's in the heavenly places. I am Sharnell Jones. Get connected with women of valor. Your mindset, your life will never be the same. Well, welcome back to our discussion on the cross, the king, and the crown. I am Dr. Allison Wiley, and I am the founder of Women of Valor, and this is the last segment of this program. We hope you have enjoyed our time together. We are going to delve into a deep conversation on the crown. In our previous segments, we talked about the cross, which points us to Jesus Christ. And then after that, we talked about the king, how we're held accountable to the kingdom of God. But now we're talking about the reward, ladies, the reward of being in the kingdom of God. And with me, I have three dynamic, powerful women who are sharing the table with me today. To my left is Laquita Carter, and to my right is Deborah Bell, and to my far right is Charnell Jones. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 12. And I'm going to read it from the King James Version. Ladies, are you ready? Yes. It's, you know what? Can we just read this together? Do you guys have the King James Version? Which version do you have? Well, I have the voice translation. Go ahead and read the voice, and then I'm going to read the King James Version. Go okay. ahead, Charnel. Uh, James 1.12 in the voice translation reads, Happy is the person who can hold up under the trials of life. At the right time, he'll know God's sweet approval and will be crowned with life. As God has promised, the crown awaits those who love him. I'm going to read the King James Version. Did you have another version to read? The King James Version is, Blessed is the man that endured temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. This is an exciting conversation. I already can feel it, that it is going to be very engaging, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Did you have another version, Deborah, that you wanted to read? Okay. So let's get into it, ladies. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, it says, happy is the man that endured temptation. How could you be happy during temptation? It sounds like a rough spell. It sounds like a, a, a point of our life that we, we, we can't really say that we are blessed or happy. It really sounds like it's contradictory in a sense. It is yes. contradictory. Yes. Yeah, but I think that often we look at temptation and challenges in life from the wrong perspective. If we understand that God is with us no matter what, if we understand that we are in Christ, if we understand who we are because we believe in him, it gives us a whole different context, don't you think? I think it does. And so I'm gonna turn to you. Have you ever been tempted, tried, trials, tribulation, and can say that you have actually been happy? So, tell us your story. The correct <laughs> answer is, of course. Um, <laughs> no, but exactly what Lady Deborah said, you know, 
you have to find that happiness. You have to shift your focus and go back and allow your mind to get to the place where you do not, what's the best word? Where you don't just delve into that emotion, but you go back to the word. And I believe that's how you remain happy because if I allow myself to dive in that emotion, if I'm frustrated, um, if I'm being overwhelmed, and if I let that emotion dictate what my spirit is gonna do, then I'm gonna do that. But if I can bring myself back with a word, then yes, I can restore my happiness. I want to give our audience a little bit of perspective. Yes. You know, there, sometimes we get hit hard, Charnel, yes. because they want to say that the Christian walk is so hard. The Christian walk is so difficult. Mm -hmm. But I want to remind the viewer that life is not easy anyway. Whether you're a Christian or not, life is not easy yes. anyway. Come on, Charnel, talk about it. Well, this was a growth process for me, mm -hmm. uh, trials and tribulations, learning how to endure them, learning yes. how to wait in the midst of a trial and a That's tribulation. Good. Because I actually, through my personal testimony, I thought when I went through a trial and tribulation, I thought that God had left me. That was my interpretation in my mid-twenties. I went through this uh, very deep, dark experience and I'd had this wonderful life in church hearing all of these wonderful testimonies about how good God is. So when I perceived that there was no goodness, I thought he left me and I thought I had done something wrong and was apart. So it, it took growing and trusting God, tiny steps of faith, if you will, trusting God during the tribulation. Then I learned how, okay, after I could see that uh, uh, God blessed me and the deeper in this text that God rewards those who endure. The scripture says um, earlier in James 1, it says, don't give up when you go through. Don't do it, don't abandon it. And so as you said, look, I, I held on to the word of God, but it took some steps. It took growth for me to get to this James where I had to say, happy I am in the midst of, because I know that God has a reward for me when I trust him in the midst of it. Okay, ladies, as, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, as, as you guys were speaking, I just got this yes. revelation that even through the testing and the trial, the temptation, yeah. The, the temptation that is amongst us when we're going through that is to believe that God mm -hmm. does not love us and that God has abandoned us and left us during these trials and, and, and tribulations. So really the feeling of abandonment, mm -hmm. the feeling that there is no God mm -hmm. is a temptation that a believer cannot succumb themselves to. Deborah, please talk more about it. You know what? Uh, it really is a trick of the enemy mm -hmm. and, and we have to be alert and we have to be aware that that's his job. His job is to subvert and divert our attention away from the plan of God for our lives. Just because I have a temptation and even if I fall, God does not leave me. I think for me, the thing that helped me to, to really grasp that concept is that when I've had challenges in my life and I've had many. When I've had to deal with loss and I've had to deal with that recently, mm -hmm. what I understand is that even when I'm in tears, mm -hmm. even when my heart is heavy, God is still with me. I know um, we're coming down to the closing minutes of this broadcast and I hope that you've been blessed. And I know there will be discussion, many discussions about what we've done here today and I hope that you understand 
whatever that is being said, whatever comments that you're gonna share, one thing I wanna make clear, I want you to understand that we are sincere about Jesus Christ. Many of you are probably asking, why are these group of women doing this? Spending funds, spending time, investing in state-of-the-art equipment to get the message of Jesus Christ across. And it's because he asked us to. We are women of valor. In 2019, he gave us a mandate. Take the message of the cross, the king and the crown, and package it under the umbrella of redemption and go tell my people who I am in those three dimensions. And that's what we did from January 1st, 2019, up until the end of this year, we have been speaking redemption, walking redemption, teaching redemption, preaching redemption. We have been the redemption message. And while others have discussed other things across the planet, the mandate was put on our shoulders to talk about the cross, the king and the crown because why? The Lord instructed us that he wanted his family back. He wanted his sons and daughters to come back to him. And so what you have witnessed today is the culmination of 12 women who took on a very, very difficult, difficult assignment and has made it happen monthly, 365 days of a year, a woman ministers on redemption on the 2019 Women of Valor inspirational calendar. We have not missed one day. And every time we go out and speak, we point all those that will listen to us towards the cross, the king, and the crown. My appeal to you today is to receive the message of the cross because it is the only message that saves. We have personal account of what Christ has done in our life. Today, today is the day of your salvation. At the bare minimum, let the record show that the women of valor fulfilled their assignment and preached the message of redemption throughout the four corners of the earth. It is finished. We have completed our assignment. And all we can say is, to God be the glory. Hallelujah. Receive Jesus as your personal savior. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name, God bless you.